Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message today. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit lhachurch.com. Father, I just thank you today that you are here with us. Thank you, Father, for this incredible day that we get to celebrate together who you are and the fact that you are a risen Savior and that our life is safe in you. Father, I ask today that you would uh, speak to our hearts, Father, through the Word. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and to prepare our hearts and to give us everything that we need today. And Father, we just invite you here to have your way. And Father, we give you all the thanks. In Jesus' name we ask it. And all the church said together, Amen. Amen. Well, if you've ever attended Easter at LHA Church, you know that over the years we've had a lot of different formats that we have used and a lot of different things we've done to celebrate Easter together. We've had several plays and several dramas over the years. We've had Jesus crucified on the cross. We've had Jesus resurrected from the tomb. We've had you know, we've had the smoke that came out of the tomb with Jesus. We've had the lights. We've had all kinds of things over the years at LHA. But, you know, as I was in preparation for today, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to do something that has been a long time since I've done. I want to take a few minutes with you, and today we're just going to walk through a very simple Easter message. And my prayer and my desire for us as we leave this place, it'll be something we can remember, but not only remember, but relate to. And so I just want to encourage you to open your heart today to what the Lord has to say. Today, what we're going to spend our time talking about today is, what does Easter mean? What does Easter mean? Now, there are many thoughts about what Easter means. The truth is, if you were going to go today out and you were to poll people, take your video camera and take your reporter, and you were to go out and ask people, hey, what, what does Easter mean? The truth is, you're going to get a lot of different answers. You're going to get a lot of different thoughts. Most commonly, you'll hear people say something about, well, it's spring, or it's uh, you know, about Easter candy, or it's the Easter bunny. And the truth, you can go to every mall in the state of Indiana and You'll get there, and they all have this booth set up in the middle of the mall, and they have this giant rabbit that comes out, sits on this big seat, and all the parents bring their little kids and sit them on the lap of this animal that's 10 times the child's size, and you get all kinds of responses from children. In fact, Brother Wayne, if you'll put a couple of those pictures up there. Those, those are some of the responses that you'll often get around, around Easter. Give me another one, Brother Wayne. Happy Easter, huh? <laughs> Go right in, Brother Wayne. <laughs> I like the one on the right, don't you? He's like, man, I do not know what's going on here. One more, Brother Wayne. I can relate to the boy in the front. <laughs> you know, if my parents had taken me and put me in a place where there was an animal. You know, usually when the animals are that much bigger than humans, we call them monsters. <laughs> and somehow we've tried to make this some sweet little innocent thing that terrifies children. You know, growing up, I remember Easter. It was something that my mom, every year, she would take us to the store and 
Uh, she'd buy, uh, I'd get new uh, Easter outfit, and I mean, you got everything that went with the Easter outfit, and she'd take my sister, and she'd get the dress, and the shoes, and the purse, and you know, you got all the things that, that came around Easter. In fact, Brother Wayne, if you help me, that's a picture of my sister and I. I think my mom probably needs me to ask, needs to ask for my forgiveness for putting me in that outfit because I'm not. I told Colton the, the bow tie was as big as my head. <laughs> Another picture of my sister and I as we were growing up and celebrating Easter together. Then the next one is this is my sister at my grandparents' house and my mom had decked her all out and got her ready for Easter. And then the next picture is the same day and they put me and her on the car fancy suit there that my parents put me in there <laughs> you know my parents they'd get us all dressed up like that and then my mom we'd get up Easter day and she'd have a basket and it was full of candy and all kinds of things and it's amazing you know sometimes the ideas that we get when we start celebrating Easter and you know the truth is for many Easter is a sign of spring aren't you thankful for spring I don't know if it was like for y'all, but the people in the first service, when we all got up this morning at the house, all the rain that came yesterday was all frozen on the car this morning early. I was wondering if it was spring or if winter had come back this morning. I wasn't quite sure. But you know, there's a lot of thoughts. People have a lot of ideas of what they think Easter's about. And the truth is, a lot of the ideas that we have about Easter it's not anything about what we're thinking about. This morning, I want to take a few minutes and I want to narrow down our focus and our thoughts about Easter and talk about what Easter really means. I want to cut through the chase and just get to the point. The first thing I think Easter means this, sin is costly. Sin is costly. Sin's expensive. My sin, your sin is very expensive. It is so expensive that it costs Jesus Christ his very life. You see, before there's ever an Easter Sunday, there's a Good Friday. Before there was a resurrection on Easter morning, there had to be a death. On Good Friday, the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ, died on a cross. He gave his life for you and for me. The truth is, you and I cannot celebrate Easter without a Good Friday. The day when Jesus Christ gave his life, the day when he was crucified on the cross. You know, the many times that we see the pictures of Jesus on the cross, we have uh, in our humanity, we have beautified the picture. We've made it look very nice, very pleasant. You know, we see Jesus on the cross and the blue sky behind him. And though he's dying, we somehow have put an easier twist to the picture. But nothing could be farther from the truth. Jesus Christ's death on the cross was anything but easy. The Bible tells us History records for us that Jesus Christ was tortured, that he suffered. It was not pleasant. In fact, he agonized. And then, after he had walked through all that, he died on the cross for you and for me. Before Jesus ever reached the cross, he was beaten. He was tortured at the hands of Roman soldiers who were masters at torturing people. 
In fact, it has told us throughout history, their torture was so severe that many people died before they ever reached the cross to be crucified. Truth be told, it's a whole lot easier when we approach Easter to talk about spring. It's a whole lot easier to talk about the Easter bunny than it is the violent death of Jesus Christ. But I would declare to you today, my friends, you can't tell the story of Easter unless you talk about his death. It was his death that brought around a resurrection morning. Isaiah 53 and verse 5, notice this. He was pierced for, notice, our rebellion. Scripture is very clear. Some 800 years before Christ's birth, the prophet Isaiah penned these words. He was pierced for our rebellion. Notice the words, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. The truth is you can put your name, I can put my name in there. He was pierced for Jerry's rebellion. He was crushed for Jerry's sin. He was beaten so Jerry could be whole. He was whipped so that Jerry could be healed. You know, it's really easy to talk about that Jesus died for the world. But when we began to talk about the fact that Jesus died for me, it was my sin it was my sin that took Jesus Christ to a cross. He was beaten so that we might be whole. Jesus Christ bore the pain and the sin of all mankind all at one time. Everything that we've ever done that has caused pain. The decisions that we've made. The things we have done that have caused us to lay, at not, lay awake at night and worry and grieve. All the pain of abuse. All the pain of betrayal. All the hurt from rejection and abandonment. Every broken heart from the actions of another person. Every action that we have taken, my friends, that has caused us and others pain because of our sin. Jesus Christ bore the pain of all of our sin on the cross. The truth is Easter is powerful when Easter is personal. Easter is powerful when Easter is personal. The reality of what Easter means becomes very powerful in my life when it becomes a personal reality. Easter really is about you. Really, it's about me. And until I come to that reality, it will just be an ordinary, normal day. I saw in the news, they went around and they were polling people and they were asking them what Easter meant and what the meaning of the day was all about. I was amazed at the news report as nobody was saying it's the day that Jesus Christ died. 
The majority of them were all about Easter egg hunts and bunny rabbits. And, you know, listen, I'm not, a, I, I'm not against an Easter egg hunt. That's not my point this morning. But all the fun is nothing in light of what Jesus Christ has done for me. When I think about where I was and where I am today, where I think about where I should be and where I'm not because of his grace, when I think about the miracle that he's done in my life and changing me, Easter becomes powerful when Easter becomes personal. When you experience the power of Easter in your life, it becomes more than just a holiday, more than just a good idea. It becomes a present-day reality in your life. Friends, when you consider the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, when you consider the nails in his hands and feet, the crown of thorns on his head, all the things he went through were for us. Easter is personal. It's about you. When you see the pictures of Jesus Christ on the cross, it must become a revelation. This is a hard one for some. It must become a revelation that it was your sin that nailed him to the cross. It was your sin that took him there. You and I are the reasons that Jesus went to the cross. It was you and I that he died for. He died on the cross because of our sin, because he's the only one who could die for our sin. Notice the words of Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. Aren't you glad it's not the end? Death is not the end of the story. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. My sin and your sin is costly. Easter, secondly, Easter means that God loves you. Probably most of you in this room today, that's not the first time you've heard that phrase. But when you consider the question, what is it that would take someone to go through all the things Jesus went through to get to the cross and there to die? When you consider why did Jesus suffer and die? There's only one answer, not to be a good man, not to be a prophet, not to be a teacher, not to be known throughout all history as a good person. Jesus Christ died because he loves you. Probably the most memorized scripture there is in all the Bible is John 3, 16. When you look at it, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The truth is we could replace the world with me, the word me. 
In fact, would you read that with me? Let's put the word me in place of the world. Let's read it together. For God so loved me that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Friend, there's only one reason. God loves you. He came just for you. He came just for me. He came to be the answer. came to be the answer for our sin. John 1 and 29 says it well. Look, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. My friend, Jesus Christ didn't come just to put a Band-Aid on our sin and cover it up. When we have a cancer that's eating away at our life, when that's the case, my friend, you don't want a doctor who will just be nice and and put a Band-Aid over it and say, oh, don't worry about it, it'll all get better. I want that doctor to come and get personally involved in my life. I, I would want him to take it out. I'd say, take it out of me. Get it away from me. I don't want it. That's what the Bible says Jesus did when he came. He came to take away the sin of the world. But you have to realize something. Jesus, my friend, was not forced on the cross. Jesus didn't go to the cross just because he was overpowered by a group of Roman soldiers. Jesus Christ chose, he chose to personally go to the cross for you and for me. John 10 and verse 18, Jesus uttered these words, no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. When I was growing up in church, the pastor I grew up under, he did some uh, study of history and this nail that I hold in my hand is, is a replica that he had made. According to history, this would have been like the nails that they used to nail Jesus to the cross. That's a pretty violent nail, isn't it? When you think about that nail being driven through the hands and the feet of Jesus... You know, that's, that's a sizable nail. And in the natural, I think we would agree together, it was the nails that held Jesus to the cross. It was the nails that kept him there. They laid the cross down. They ran the nails through his hands and his feet. And then they set the cross upright, let it slam into the hole in the ground every time. They hung them on the cross in such a way that every time they wanted to breathe, they had to push up with their legs on the nails to the feet just to be able to get a breath. Now, to my natural thinking, I say that's what kept him there, but spiritually speaking, we have to look way beyond the nails, don't we? It was not the nails that kept Jesus held to the cross. It was his love for you. It was his love for me. The Bible says he could have called thousands upon thousands of angels to come that day and vindicate him. He didn't have to go through the beatings. He didn't have to go through the scourging. 
He didn't have to go through the crown of thorns. He, he could have called angels and had everybody wiped out. But he didn't. He chose not to. He chose not to go that path because he knew that you and I needed a Savior. Easter means that Jesus Christ loves you. The cross, if nothing else, is a picture of the love of God for you and for me. The words of John 15 and 13 describe it well. There is no greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You know, love is a word that we throw around a lot in life, don't we? You go out to your favorite restaurant. Man, I love that food. Man, I, I love that new thing we bought the other day. I, I love those things. We, and, and the thing is, we're so fickle with it. We love it one day, the next day we don't care anything about it. Love is one of those things in our culture that is easily uh, used up and then set aside. Our minds often change. But that's not the way that the love of God is for us. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down. Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. You know, there are people I come in contact with on a regular basis who feel that God has somehow disappointed in them, that they've let God down and the fact that God has upset with them, that God doesn't love them, that God doesn't care about them, that God just tolerates them. But my friend, that is the oldest lie in the book. There is nothing you've ever done that has caused Jesus Christ to stop loving you. In fact, he loved you before you had the opportunity to make that choice. And he still loves us. And he still cares for you. He has not given up on you. That's what Easter is all about. The love of God for your life. Thirdly, Easter, what does it mean? Easter means there's hope for you. Easter means there's hope for you. There's hope for your life. There's hope for your circumstances. There's hope for your problems. There's hope for your trials, hope for your difficulties. There's hope in your life because of today. You know, it's incredible as we get to Easter how that everybody's outlook on life begins to change and things begin to roll around and we get to the Easter holiday and it signifies the fact that spring is here and it's amazing. In, in Indiana, you get to experience so many things in Indiana. You can experience one day in the 40s, the next day in the 70s. And because we don't want you to get you know, too used to it, after the 70s, we're going to go back to the 30s. And we're going to start taking it. But isn't it amazing when it starts to get a little bit warmer, how you see everybody, they're driving down the road, they got the window down in the car, got the arm hanging out. People you haven't seen, people who've been eating all winter long are out on the Cardinal Green Ray now trying to walk it all off. 
You know, one of the things I think I've been amazed at this year more than any year, I can't, the grass is growing like crazy. Everything is as green as can be. And I don't know about you, but when I see that stuff happening, man, and I realize, hopefully, we're past the snow. <laughs> I realize that season is gone and we're coming into a new season. There's something that changes on the inside of me, as I'm sure it does in you. As you realize I'm beginning to walk in a new season and a new time in my life. My friend, I want to encourage you today with this fact. Easter means there is hope for your life. Easter brings hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the grave. How so, Pastor, you might say? Well, friend, when Jesus Christ rolled away the stone at the tomb on the third day. He rolled away every obstacle in your life that would keep you from reaching him. He rolled away every obstacle that would keep you from reaching your potential and your destiny in him. He moved every barrier. He kicked down every door that would keep you back from the life that Jesus Christ created you because now, now there's nothing that is impossible for your life in Jesus Christ. Easter means there's hope for you. Look at the words that Romans 8 and verse 11 says. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, look at these words, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Now, I don't know about you, but in my mind's eye, it takes a lot of power to raise somebody from the dead. How many of you in this room have ever raised somebody from the dead? Well, y'all look like the first service. In fact, I would say in our natural mind, we would say that's something that's impossible. We can't do that. But the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that is in you. Today, you can experience in your life that very same power that was able to raise Jesus from the dead. It's the same power that's available, listen, friend, to work in your heart and in your life today. It's a power that has the ability to change you. It's a power that can break addictions. It's a power that can transform a heart and a life and give you a brand new start. It's a power that can take broken pieces and put them back together again. It's a power that can take a past. How many of you in this room have a past? Some of y'all were just born this morning then. How many of y'all have a past? There you go. That's what I thought. We all have a past. How many of you know there's some of our past we're proud of? Well, I accomplished this and I did that and you ought to be impressed with me. Then we have a past that other people tell about us. How many of you know that's not the past we're usually too proud of, are we? We all have a past. 
But friends, I want to tell you the same power that filled that tomb that day and caused Jesus Christ to come back to life has the ability to bring that same power to give new life to you. You're not stuck in your problems. You're not stuck by what somebody's labeled you as. You're not stuck by what they've always called you. You're not stuck by what somebody's always said you'd be. In Jesus Christ, you can have the destiny that God created you to have. What you couldn't do for yourself, He's able to do. For the very same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is available for your life today. Easter is about hope. It's about hope for your life. See, the resurrection of Jesus gives you the power to close the gap between the life you're living and the life you've always dreamed about living. It's a bridge to get you from where you are to where you need to be. The resurrection will give you hope in a hopeless world. The resurrection will give hope for your marriage, hope for your family, hope for your future, hope for your freedom from the past. It gives you hope for new dreams, new visions, and a new future in Jesus Christ. Notice the words of Philippians 3 and verse 10. I want to know Christ. Not just have a knowledge about him, but I want to know him in a personal and an intimate way. I want to know Christ and experience. Listen, this thing is not about a good idea. It's not about just a religious teaching. It's not about a historical... Easter is not a historical fact. It's a present reality. It may be 2,000 years ago since he got up and walked out of the tomb, but he's still alive. And the same power that raised Christ from the dead is available for your life, your situations, and your circumstances. He said, I want to experience. Listen, friend, you don't have to just have not... This, this thing, people say, well, I got religion and it was boring. Listen, then you didn't get a hold of the person of the religion. You may have got a hold of an idea, but when you get a hold of the one who has the power to raise man from the dead, when you get a hold of Jesus Christ and you experience it, the Bible says you can experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. How do you know that? Because I've experienced it. Jesus Christ is a master at taking broken, shattered dreams, broken pieces, and putting it all back together again. You know, the incredible thing about Jesus is when he does that, he does it better than it was in the beginning. <laughs> Today, if you're visiting here today, maybe you're not sure. Um, maybe you're not sure about all the things that I've said today. If you can pick up on anything, I'd like for you to pick up on this. Jesus Christ is alive. And because he's alive, 
He has the power, not just in history, but in present day, to change your life. How do I know that? He changed mine. And I would tell you, he's continually changing mine. He's constantly. You see, I'm not here today sharing with you because I'm some perfect being. My wife could affirm those words. I'm not here today because I got it all figured out and all worked out and everything's perfect and I'm just, the only reason I'm here is for you, otherwise I'd be in heaven because I'm so perfect. Not the reality, is it? We're all on a journey, aren't we? We're walking with him and he's walking with us and he's changing us and he's constantly working and molding and making us into the image of Jesus Christ. Friend, I don't know maybe what's brought you here today on this Easter Sunday. But I know in my life I've had some pretty troublesome and difficult times. I've had some times when I've laid awake all night and uh, I've worried. I've worried and I've worried and I've worried and I've worried and I've wondered what's going to happen and will I make it through this thing and how am I going to get out of this situation and how are we going to get that thing resolved? I've made mistakes. Y'all ever been embarrassed and shamed by your mistakes you've made? Decisions you've made and you just look back and you go, what were you thinking? I wasn't thinking at all. And we've made some huge mistakes. We say, I'm never going never gonna to get out of this. Let me tell you something. What I'm talking to you about today is a present day reality. Jesus Christ is not a band-aid. Jesus Christ is a cure. Jesus Christ is not just knowledge. Jesus Christ is an answer for your life and for mine. Would you bow your heads this morning? Lord, I'm so thankful today that I didn't come to this place to talk about a man who told some great stories and was a good person and maybe even a prophet, a religious teacher. I'm so thankful, Lord, the story doesn't end there. I'm so thankful to know, Lord, that that's not the end of it all. Jesus, you went to the cross. The Bible says to carry away our sin. And then on the third day, you rose again from the grave. And you proved everything you'd ever said. And you vindicated every teaching you ever gave. The doubters, you answered their questions. People were unsure. You proved yourself to be alive and well. And you prove to us that there's nothing you can't handle. Nothing so hard you can't deal with it. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus. I pray for every person in this room. And ask, Father, that you'll speak to every heart. And ask, Father, you'll speak to every life here today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you, if you will, for a moment, the card that, that I had you lay aside earlier, 
I'd like to ask you for a moment if you take that card back out. There's a place on that card, right at the bottom of that card. I'd like for you to take a moment and consider. We're, we're going to, I'm going to close in prayer here in a few minutes. I want to walk through this with you today. Today, as you walked into this place, you may be here and you see there's three choices on the bottom of that card. Choice number A is this, I'm a follower of Jesus. You'd say, you know what, Pastor? I've given my heart and life to Jesus Christ. I live for Him. It's my desire to be more like Him in every way that I can. I don't want to just be a Christian. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. If you may be here and you say, that, that's me. Then there's choice B. So I want to become a follower of Jesus. You're not saying, I just want to get some religion. You say, I want to become a follower of Jesus. You say, today, I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. Today, I'd like to turn my life over to him and make him the Lord and Savior of my life. Then you'll see there is one more choice on the card. It says, I'm not sure I'm ready today. I'd like to learn more about Jesus. You know, for some of you, today may be the first time that you've walked inside of a church and the things that I've mentioned to you, you're not sure about. And you're, some of, it, of you, it may be the first time you've ever heard this message. Say, I'm not sure what it's all about, but I'd like to learn. I want to find out more. I want to know something. If Jesus Christ could be the answer, I want, I want to learn something. I want to know about him. By you making these choices and by putting those choices down, that gives us a way to be able to pray because I believe today in the God who didn't just have a good idea, but a God who had all the power to raise Jesus Christ from the dead. And if he had that kind of power to raise him from the dead, I know what he can do in your life and in my life. I'd like to ask you to take a moment, if you would, and just A, B, or C, mark where you're at on those cards and I want to give you that opportunity to do that and if you'll do me a favor just mark that and then if you wouldn't mind if you'll just bow your head when you do and let me know that you filled that out and then we'll just walk on through this together dear father in heaven Lord, I believe we're not here by accident today. But I believe we're here because of you. Lord, today you've had so many things that you've wanted to say to us. And I pray that our hearts will be open to receive them. Father, today I pray for those who have, uh, they've signed on the dotted line and said, I am a follower of Jesus Christ and I want to be everything I can. Can be. Lord, I pray today you will affirm your great love for them, I pray. And that you are continually at work in their lives. Father, I pray for those who have said, I, I want to become, <laughs> I want to become a follower of Jesus. Lord, it's a, a new season starting in their life. It's a new time. God, you're getting ready to do some incredible things in their life. I believe that. 
Father, for some, it's going to be they're returning. They've walked with you before, but Lord, for whatever reason, they've been away for a while. Today, Lord, you're calling them to come back to a relationship with you. And Father, I pray for those today that would say, you know what, this is all new to me, and I'm not sure where I fit in with all this. I don't want to just find out about Easter. I want to find out about life that Jesus has for me. Father, I pray today, Lord, that you'll speak to their hearts and you'll do something really special in their life. And Lord, I ask you today, draw them to you so that they too can be saved. I trust you for these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you please keep your heads bowed this morning? What I'd like to do this morning... Friend, if you said, I'd like to become a believer in Jesus Christ, you say, I, I today want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm going to lead us in a prayer today. and I want to encourage you to pray this prayer along with me in church all across the room. Would you pray this prayer with us as well? And friend, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Savior, pray this prayer from your heart today. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. I believe that he died on the cross and he rose from the grave just for me that I might have new life. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to make me brand new. I surrender everything to you and ask you to be the Lord of my life. And with your help, from this day forward, I'm going to live my entire life for you. Today I give you all of my heart and all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is at work in this room and this moment. You say, well, what else do I have to do to receive salvation? It's not about works. It's a free gift. You and I just have to receive his great love for us. Would you stand with me this morning? Today, just before we dismiss, I told you earlier that uh, Easter is not about just a historical event that happened, but it's a present day reality. Today, I don't know what maybe has brought you to this place, and you may be here and you say, you know what, I need the present day reality of Jesus. I need him. I've got to have an answer. Maybe you're walking through something that's difficult. Friend, I'd like to tell you today, we'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you. We'd love to have the opportunity to share the love of Jesus with your life. And so in just a few moments, I'd like to open the front this morning. And if you'd like to have prayer, there'll be others that they'll head out and they'll start their Easter festivities for the day. Today, if you'd like to have prayer, we'd love to have the opportunity to pray with you and believe Christ for you. 
So I'm going to ask Paula this morning if she would just begin to play. And if she does today, friend, if you'd like to have prayer, I'm going to be right down here in the front. There's going to be some others that will come and join us. Today, if you'd like to have prayer, say, I've got something I need God's help with today. If that's you, my friend, would you just step out and allow us to have the opportunity and the honor to pray with you today? Would you come as she sings today? King of glory. Would you like prayer today? We'd love to have the opportunity today to pray with you, share Jesus with you today. I just want to be with you. Thank you, Jesus. All across the house, one last time, can we lift our hands to Jesus? And can we let a spirit of thankfulness just come in the room right now? Lord, thank you that we're able to be in this house, God, free. God, able to walk in the doors, God, we weren't held back by anybody. We were able to come into your presence today, God. Lord, we just give you thanks, Lord, today for all of your great blessings. God, we couldn't even begin to name them, God. You are so good to us, God. And whether we're on the mountain or in the valley, you are good, and you are faithful, and you are true. And we worship you today, God. God, I just pray for every single person that's here today, God, that you would keep them right in the palm of your hand. Keep them right in the palm of your hand this week, God. Lord, reassure their heart that you will never leave them or forsake them. That, God, you are always right with us on our good days and on our hard days. You are faithful, God. We give you praise today, Lord Jesus. I speak blessing over the congregation right now in the name of Jesus, that everything they put their hand to would prosper in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you today, Lord. We give you all praise. Everyone said together, amen. God bless you. Amen. The cards that you have, you can leave them there at your seat or you can turn them in at the door before you leave. God bless you. Have a great day and the joy of the Lord. Always be your strength. God bless you.